Today is the very first Valentine's Day edition of the No Politics Podcast, where I'm joined by April Davis from Luxury Matchmaking, who, if you're trying to delete those awful dating apps and actually find a real connection, this is a perfect episode for you. So, let's do it. Too many days in the darkness Without a glimpse of the light Running tired and broken and scared But I swear I'll never give up the fight I see you broken and beat Head pulled down over your eyes Every part of you wants to surrender Darling, you were meant to survive So I have April Davis uh, on the podcast today, guys, with Luxury Matchmaking. Um, thanks for so, thanks so much for coming on, uh, April. Your topic is so interesting and everything that you do. I just want to pick your brain and get all the things because um, Valentine's Day is just you know right around the corner. And matchmaking, dating is such like a hot topic right now, especially changing after COVID. Um, <laughs> And would love to learn about everything you do because it is the most amazing career, I think, and most interesting that you can have. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me today. Yeah. Yeah. What um, made you want to get into the matchmaking business? I mean, were you um, just like you were just on so many like horrible dates and you're like, you know, what? I just got to <laughs> fix this. I got to um, turn this thing around and get my own show going. So, right. Oh, actually, I was dating um, someone who is he's now my husband and he is a divorce attorney. So we were always talking about relationships. Yeah. He's on the other side yeah. of the business. We always, we always joke. We just need a therapist in between us. And then we could refer people. Yeah, <laughs> really. yeah, yeah. yeah. But usually people need to stop by the therapist before they can get into another relationship. <laughs> <That is> so funny. <laughs> and well, I'd always been connecting people and I mean, I guess sort of a matchmaker but not just for romantic reasons, but also for business or, you know, meet a friend and like, oh, you should meet so-and-so. And I was always connecting people. And, you know, it just seemed like a natural fit when I realized that this matchmaking is an industry on its own. And I kind of dug into it and met with a lot of the services, did kind of my diligence on and competitive analysis, just to understand what different companies were doing and where there was opportunities for improvement. My background is in process improvement. So I had a lot of good ideas and things that I just knew. I'm like, okay, this is what I would do better. I could change this and do this so much better. A lot of their ways were pretty outdated. And then with the apps coming up and um, those were becoming more ubiquitous. And I just realized that there was definitely an opportunity to do something that was more of a concierge type of service and higher end. And um, it's almost just, like a white glove service, right? Especially exactly. in comparison to the, to the apps. Were you doing it before the apps and then obviously during too? So you got to see the full. Well, yeah, I started in 2010 and that was, I don't know when Tinder started, but I don't think I had heard of Tinder back then <laughs> at least, <laughs> but um. And that, but match.com was definitely around and eHarmony and it was still a little taboo back then. People didn't want to necessarily 
the um on there they thought they would be embarrassed about using some of the the apps but now everyone uses them and but everyone also realizes just how draining and how much work they are so people will ask me well are they are the online dating apps and you know these sites are they competition and i think it's more of a justification for what we do because really people understand now just how much work it is to find who they're looking for yeah because there's a lot of labor involved if you're doing it you know yourself right you have to like pick through right. your, your your clients and so it's not just like algorithms and you just submit you know what you want and then just a system kind of sets you up yeah well we have our own proprietary database and we work primarily with people who are busy professionals executives a lot of business owners you know people that are also more particular and they know what they want but they just maybe don't have the time or maybe they don't want to put themselves out on some dating site and spend a lot of time with it you know they we work with a lot of very well known you know celebrities or even billionaires you know millionaire multimillionaires that own a lot of companies that have a lot of employees and they don't want their employees to see them and so they want that confidentiality but they're looking for something in particular maybe a personality type, a look, whatever it is. And we will do a customized search on their behalf. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense too, because it's like, um, you know, if you're on Tinder, it's going by like your location and obviously you're always next to your employees and it's just kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't, want your, you don't want to see your employee if you're, you know, right. And you don't want them seeing you, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, especially seeing yeah. their wants and everything like that. Um, mm -hmm. do you have like, um, a pretty even pool of people who like uh, approach you and so where it's like 50% men, 50% women, or is it like majority women who approach you guys and, and, and look to hire you or yeah. is it kind of. Yeah. So we have, we have our own pool. Um, it's our database. And those are people that just want to be considered as a match. They're not paying clients. We're not doing a proactive search on their behalf necessarily, but they just want to be in our Rolodex and be considered as a match. And over 70% of our clients are women, actually, or sorry, <laughs> over 70% of our database, those people are, are women. Oh, women okay. So they are, you know, they're just wanting to be found because it's still kind of a lot of women still feel that traditional way that they want the man to pursue the woman and they want him to find her. So well, it's they, nice too. It's nice when somebody, you know, finds you. It's a, you know, it's a nice feeling you, you have kind of like that satisfaction that this person sought you out. Right, right. But our clients are, it's close to about 50-50. We have more, well, I'd say 60-40. We have more men now than women as clients. What, um, what would you say is, you know, makes you successful in like, in making a successful match? You know, I, I know there's a lot, <clears throat> a lot to it. And it's probably like, I, I would think, like customized, right, to every, each person's like individual needs. Yeah. Um, well, of course, everyone's looking for that chemistry, right? That connection. And we try to go beyond that because we all know that that can fizzle out. And everybody's had a relationship where it started off super hot and heavy and they had this great you know, fire, this chemistry. And then eventually they got to know each other <laughs> and that, you know, and every, you don't see red flags with rose colored goggles. Right. So that's yeah, very good. <laughs> we try to get people to really focus on values and what's going to work long term. That was something that I found evident through talking to my husband, you know, about relationships, mm -hmm. because you would be surprised by how many people 
end up getting divorced because of religion. You know, they have kids and then they're raising their kids in a particular religion and they're different religions. And so there's a lot of issues there and, you know, around the families are different. Or another one is just if you want to have kids, if people want to have kids or not. And you don't you think that people would sort that sort that kind of thing out ahead of time before they got married, but they just are kind of like, oh, we don't, we'll figure it out. We we love each other, so you want to put it <laughs> off, I think. Yeah, and then it ultimately is the demise of their relationship. Yeah, yeah, because you can't. Um, you know, eventually you do have to kind of face it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you find when people approach you, um, they're usually pretty genuinely honest with expressing you know what they want in somebody and also expressing you know who they are as well or do they kind of like oversell or undersell some some qualities for you know for whatever reason but then eventually when you're matchmaking them with someone you know you find you know maybe some things come up that you know you kind of have to dial back and then re-explore with them you know i think a a lot of people know or they have an idea of what they want but Others don't, which I prefer to work with people that are more open and don't necessarily know what they want, because this is not like, you know, finding a relationship is not like, you know, ordering a car or buying a car. It's not like, oh, I want this feature and this one, but no, I don't need that one. And And it's, you know, you're, this is a person, this is a relationship and people are the most complicated things in the world. And so it's really, it's necessary to be open-minded as to what kind of package that person can come in. So we'll guide them and figure out, okay, what are their values? You know, what's important to them? And then we can find somebody that fits within those parameters. But it's really, it's what's the most challenging, I think, are the people that are like, I need this, 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 and this. And, you know, they have this laundry list of things that they think they want before they'll be able to fall in love with someone. And it really it doesn't work that way. That's not how relationships work because we could put somebody in front of each other that, you know, that they do, they check all the boxes, but they don't have that connection. You know, they don't, they don't fall in love. And it's really, it's about ultimately they, they need to find the connection, but it has to be those, you have to adhere to those, those things that are most important, which are your values. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's so important too, just being open as well. Cause I feel like Probably, I mean, do you experience this where, you know, you show a match to somebody after doing a really deep dive for them and they just go, no, no, find me someone else. Do do you find that that happening? There's definitely that. And um, there's some people that have kind of a negative lens in life in, in general and they'll just pick people apart and find ways to turn things around and make it negative. I mean, I had one time where I was introducing um, a, a couple to each other and the gentleman was from India and I had put in his profile that he was Christian because I think it's important to know what kind of values somebody from India because it you don't know if he's Hindu or Muslim or whatever and she she goes well I don't want anybody that's too religious I'm like I never said that he was too religious or he was religious I just said he was Christian so then you can know at least you're on the same page with holidays and such so yeah because that's important you know but they read into that and then they interpret it in whatever way and we all fill in the gap we'll read something or we'll hear something and then we fill in the gaps based on our past experiences 
And so that's why I always go back to it's important to have an open mind. You don't judge <laughs> and, yeah. you know, just get to know someone before you can make a determination of if there is potential. And even a f- one date, you know, one first date, people will say, oh, I know within five seconds. Well, you know, if they're physically attractive within five seconds, but people are complicated. And, you know, I always think about this one time where I met this guy at a networking event and I thought he was kind of nerdy and just, he was shy and a little nervous. And, um, and, you know, I just, uh, I was gonna, I ended up setting up a time to meet him for coffee. And the guy that showed up for coffee was a totally different person than who I had met at the networking event. The guy at coffee was like, super confident and kind of suave and and I actually had to look back and like is this really the same person because I was confused (laughs) that like his personality was completely different he was just a lot more comfortable when it was just him and I one-on-one in a setting where it's networking you know yeah well that's a good that's a good story too because that's almost um the the better end of it too where you know somebody shows up and it's unexpected but it's unexpectedly good because i feel like the majority of dates that end up being un- unexpected it's usually the, so the latter yeah 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 where yeah. either somebody doesn't look like you thought they were or like their personality mm-hmm. is just you know entirely different so right right that's why i mean we meet with everyone we get to know them we ask them those deeper questions that may not be questions that you want to ask somebody on a first date like Oh, what are you looking for? And um, do you want to have kids? And you know, what are your, what's your idea of a relationship? What kind of values? And you know, those kinds of things. So those are, that's why it's nice for us to be able to do it on our client's behalf because people will tell us. And whereas when you're on a date, you might people might cater their answers to what they think the other person wants to hear. And, you know, when they're talking to us, they don't know anything about our client or who we could potentially set them up with. They're just telling us who they are and what they want. Yeah, that's what's so nice about, you know, matchmaking is that it's different than the apps because when you put in your bio or your photos, that person is instantly going to see what it is that you're putting in there. So unless you're okay with putting something in your bio and having people, you know, swipe left specifically because they don't like that, which I don't think most people you know, are okay with doing that you kind of want to appease everybody. So they don't put in the particulars that they know is going to maybe get people to swipe left, but probably increase the quality of their, you know, swipes, right. But Mm -hmm. it's great with you guys, because they can have that confidential conversation with you. And then you could kind of narrow it down. It's, um, it's, that's what makes it, I think, so unique. And I feel like dating apps are kind of like the thing right now. And matchmaking is kind of looked at as like, almost like a um almost like a pastime but it's it's so it's such a better quality than um it's a it's a luxury it is it is it's a luxury right it's more it's it's just like you can do your own laundry at home or you can have someone else do it for you you can hire a professional landscaper or you can mow your own grass and have funky lines all over your lawn (laughs) You know, it's the same kind of concept of like outsourcing it and knowing that you're working with somebody that has, you know, it's proximity, really. It's, it's, they have what you want a lot of time, what our clients are looking for in particular. And because, okay, so for example, if you are a guy and you have 
really particular taste and you want somebody that's very attractive and you know has her own life and educated and smart and blah 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 you know you can go online and you can try to create an, a profile that's going to appeal to her but you are one of you know thousands of guys that are going to be buying for that woman's attention and she's going to get tons of messages so how do you even stand out because people don't really even read the profiles. They're just looking at pictures and swiping whichever way. So whereas when you work with a matchmaker, we can, you know, we're basically an advocate on our client's behalf. And, you know, women will trust us because we, they know that, okay, whoever, whatever we're telling them is the truth because we've met with this client where we are basically an extension of them. And so we know who they are and know what they're looking for. And they know that any guy that comes to us, he's serious. And he is probably somebody that, you know, he wants a serious committed relationship. He's not messing around. He's has his stuff together. He has, you know, he's probably financially secure in a lot of other good attributes. So they, they want to meet, you know, the, the kind of people that we represent. And those women that are online, they get sick of getting bombarded by a lot of guys that they never want to talk to or never want to meet. And so they would rather just be matched with our clients. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you, um, do you find that when, they, when people approach you to get matched, they're kind of like they just got out of a, like a horrible relationship and they're like, um, I never want to do that again. Please just find me someone. Or do you find it's single people that have been single for a while and are approaching you because they want a different style of trying to date, you mm-hmm. know, um, is there like one or the other? Or is it just kind of like a mix? It's definitely a mix. Everybody has a different story. You know, somebody might've heard about us from one of their friends, you know, a lot of people have tried, the online dating and apps and they're just tired of it and so they want something that is going to be more precise you know i always say we're kind of like the rifle versus the shotgun approach of um, online dating and then yeah we do get a lot of people that are like they have been you know maybe they were divorced and they they're like i don't want to pick the wrong person (laughs) so i want your help to have to help me to to find that right person next time around. And how, how long does that that typically take? I know it probably depends, obviously, mostly on the the person. But um, do you guys yeah. do you like like yearly memberships, monthly memberships, or hey, I'm with <laughs> you guys until you find me? Or is there like a minimum amount of dates like you promise to like set people up with? Yeah, it depends on the client and what program. But mm. it's typically we can get it done within six months. We will find. Oh really? That, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that's our goal. We we do have more of an accelerated type model, and it's intensive. And in that we you know we want anyone that comes to us, they're looking for somebody now. They don't want to date forever. And so we have a very low matchmaker to client ratio. Mm-hmm. And so the matchmakers, you know, once they we get they get a new client, they meet with the clients. We have them do a personality assessment. We have them meet with other partners and whether it's wardrobe photographers, we have health coaches, dating coaches on our team. And yeah, so everybody's different and what they may benefit from. So, and we'll, so we'll get them, you know, arranged with them and our partners and then our matchmakers go to work. And on average, we end up interviewing about 50 people per client. 
So it's like we're going on those 50 first dates on our client's behalf, and then we'll select who we want to set them up with, and we plan the dates. So all they have to do is just show up, have fun, and get to know the person. And then afterwards, we get feedback, you know, how the, to, because of course, we want to hear how it went. We want to be able to provide our client with any feedback that might be helpful for them for the next time around, whether it's another date with that person or, you know, another new person. And then we just, it's also, we try to plan activity-based dates. So it's not just dinner and where you're feeling like you're on a job interview, but everybody's different. Some people like that. And some people just want to grab a drink and appetizer. But we will try to find something fun for people to do and um, have been known to plan some pretty elaborate dates as well for our clients, just depending on who they are and what they want. Yeah. What's a good, what's a good date idea outside of dinner that's, um, you know, fun. It can also be flirtatious, you know, mm -hmm. and it's kind of um, no pressure where it's like you're just staring at each other the whole time. There could be like, you know. Yeah. Some eye contact and then, and then last, what would you, what would you recommend? Yeah. I'd say, yeah. I think, you know, going for a walk is always a good thing. Like getting an ice cream cone or or a coffee and going for a walk is nice. If somebody is more on the, you know, if they're more on the quieter side and nervous or something, I might set them up to go to a comedy show. So then they can meet for a drink ahead of time and you know, chat for a little bit, but there's not a lot of pressure to keep the conversation flowing. And then you go through the show together and you're laughing together and you're having a good experience. And maybe afterwards you will eat or grab another drink or whatever it is that you want to do afterwards. So you're having an, an experience and um, you can kind of get a feel for what their sense of humor is like as well. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it just, again, it depends on the person and the personality. So We've had clients that will fly to New York, go to Broadway, they'll maybe do something, go on a helicopter, right? You know, something just different things like that. It just depends on the client and what they're what they want to do, what they're up for. Yeah, yeah. You're you're selling me on this so much right now because I feel like it's it's probably less um now that I think of it, it's probably less even costly using a matchmaker in the long run mm -hmm. than it is on the date dating apps because yeah. you think about <laughs> Like the dating apps, spend. yeah. The, the not only like the money, but it just really like the time. Where yeah, if you put your time and value how much you value your time, and yes, it will definitely quickly add up and pass by what what our services cost. Yeah. I think I heard something like statistically, people are spending around eighteen hundred dollars a year just on like um, dates when they're actually physically on the date. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's not even including the, I mean, the the time, the yeah. the walking away from bad dates being like, I don't know if I can keep keep going. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, it's, it's just, that's like dinner and drinks and stuff. So, that's... Yeah, because yeah, kind of your last experience just roll into your next one too, and it's got to be just fatiguing, and then the years go on. And, I mean, it's probably better to have that, you know, because like you said before, you guys do probably 50 of those bad dates for them before you get to them to that first date. And, right. you know, if you were to tell somebody, Hey, you can try to, you know, use Tinder, Bumble, Hinge or whatever it is for forever, or, you know, mm -hmm. I can almost, 
almost guarantee you um, a really, really good match in probably about six months' time. I mean, that is a that's a no brainer. Yeah, I I agree. But you know, and dating fatigue is a real thing. People oh, <laughs> people yeah. do talk about that a lot when they come to us. That they're just sick of the apps. They're sick of the fake people and you just you don't know what people want when they're online and on these apps they could be just looking for attention and they actually never really want to meet with anyone they just like to feel good about themselves because they're getting a lot of attention online or they're looking to hook up and then of course there's people that are like us that want that come to us and they actually want a relationship Oh, and there's another subset that are the, the fraudsters and the scammers, of course. That's a yep. big percent that's online as that's well. That's a huge one. I, I can tell you right now on the apps, a big thing is like people prom- like self-promoting themselves on like different apps like on Instagram or trying to get you to like go visit like their Facebook page or their Instagram page or their Snapchat, like things like that. And they're just, yeah. they're probably real people, but they just create a profile, put whatever they want to like sell you on there and then just like walk away. Yeah, well, and, you know, these services, a lot of these services just buy fake profiles and put them on there just to make it appear like there are a lot of people for them. Yeah, there's just bots. You're just swiping with bots, <laughs> matching with bots, but they're not going to answer you. Right, right. The, um, I had somebody submit a question to, um, to, to ask you, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, because I hear it all the time, like, especially when you first go on a date, it's, it, it comes up, it, do you take into account, um, people's Zodiac signs when you do matchmaking? Cause I hear that a lot too. When I'm, if I'm like on a date, I'll just, you know, Oh, what's your symbol? And I feel like it's kind of a little bit of like an icebreaker. Maybe it's not all that, you know all that interesting, but it might be more of an icebreaker for somebody. But um, do you take that into account when you're matchmaking or am I so off on that? We don't um, put that into our equation, but there are some people that want to do that. I just think that there's no science behind <laughs> yeah. that. And you would be eliminating so many people that- the birthday. Yeah. And again, there's just no science. Just like there's no personality assessment that could say, okay, this person this should go with this person. You know, there's no algorithm that can prove anything. So I try to again keep people open minded and not limit themselves based on something like that, because you don't know what the outcome could be long term. No, no, you don't. You'd rather like eliminate people based off of their. Uh... Well, what do they want? Do they want kids? Do you have the same? Like goals in life and um, our ideas, roles in a relationship, and you know all those kinds of things. I think there's just a lot more, and of course, attraction is yeah. super important too. So, yeah, people come in with that, you know, that mindset of I just want this. Or um, do you run into a lot of the time where, um, you know, you have that one person who really, really, really wants a a match, but they're just very, very particular and kind of almost like a realtor where it's like you find somebody the yeah. perfect house that they want and everything's perfect and then like they point out one crack in like the foundation um, yeah the concrete they just get focused on the negatives <laughs> so yeah i mean of course there's always going to be people like that and we do have i mean a lot of our clients are are very particular and i think that's where the matchmaker 
comes in and that we have been doing this for a long time we have a lot of confidence around yeah. what we what we do and why we do it and a lot of times you're just basically being people's cheerleaders and trying to encourage them to be open-minded encourage them to give people a chance give a relationship a chance because we've seen it happen time and time again where they come back from a first date and they're like oh, i don't know i don't think so da, da, da. and we encourage them to give it another shot and then they end up getting married so yeah. you just never know have you been invited to any weddings oh yeah yeah i think <laughs> yes. that's awesome you you yeah. deserve it too if you do set somebody up i feel like it's a requirement I agree. I agree. <laughs> and it's pointed out at the wedding. Like if it wasn't for this person, we probably all wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, actually, most people don't want <laughs> them to know oh, that they that's right. yeah, yeah. by a matchmaker. So usually if I go to a wedding, I don't tell people what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they might know that I set them up, but they don't need to know that it's my job. <laughs> yeah. They want to tell you when they met on a cruise or something, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, where they were set up by a friend. Yeah. <laughs> What are the, um, what's like the top reasons you would say people, people don't work out or matches don't work out? Is it like people, I feel like it's people maybe not being open, I would think, but, um, what we just talked about is that yeah. people get, they're already in a relationship with this imaginary person in their head. And when they go on a date, they're like, nope, he's not this or she's not that, you know, the fail, fail, fail. And they want, because they think they want, they need all these other things in order to make a relationship work long-term. And again, there's no science, there's no proof, there's no like, reason why it should be that other than that that's just their belief and they're limiting themselves. So. Yeah. I feel like business people probably are, um, are tough with that because they just kind of go mm -hmm. down the checklist really quick in their usual life. And then it might yeah. boil over into, into their, their dating life where they're just I think anyone can be that way. Cause we all, we all are experts in our own experiences. Right. So we think that we know everything based on our past experiences. And so that's why we were going to disqualify people because, Oh, the last person I dated, they had kids and that was terrible. And blah, blah, blah. blah okay, you don't know that the next person might not be, that it might not be the same way. Everybody is different. So why not give that person a chance just because they already have children? You know, it's, you know, it could be possible for it to work out. Yeah, but well, before, um, before I let you um, go, April, um, and delete all my dating apps and go with a matchmaker, <laughs> what, um, what would you say to someone um, or to people who are, you know, going out for Valentine's Day being right around the corner. And so what would you recommend as like a, like a great first date um, with people, people's intentions are to establish a connection? I, I don't think it's so much like where you go or what you do on the date. It's how you show up. Now, are you genuinely curious about this a person that you're meeting with? Are you asking them questions? Are you being open yourself? Are you really putting in an effort to keep the conversation flowing and to really get to know them? And I think the key is actually, is just being genuinely curious to get to know someone. And then think about what are you bringing to the table? What are you, what are you doing to make them feel good about the date and enjoy their time on the date? Because people love to be around others that 
you know, make them feel good, whether it's making them laugh or they just have good energy and, you know, or they're learning something from the other person. So it really, it has to do with more your character and, you know, your vibe and just who you are. And do you have, what are you talking about? You know, what are you interested? Do you have passions? Do you have hobbies? Do you have interests? You know, and not just, you know, somebody that watches TV and, and um, doesn't really have a lot to talk about. I would suggest, you know, getting some hobbies and really working on yourself. And then also, again, it's, it really, it comes down to like, how, how do you make them feel you know, on the date? You know, they should enjoy their time. And a lot of times people, well, everyone loves to talk about themselves. So if you're genuinely curious and you're asking them questions and you're, you know, stating like or repeating back what they have told you. And so you're showing them that you're listening, actively listening. I think those are all great ways to really build that connection. And someone. you're remembering too, when you when you repeat it, you know, you're yeah. kind of like reinforcing it. And then it is nice when, you know, 20 minutes later, you could say you could even expand on what they said previously to where, you know, it kind of right. makes that person feel like, oh, this person actually listens to me. <laughs> yeah. Or when you're texting afterwards, you know, maybe you were talking about giraffes and then you happen to be at a zoo and you see a giraffe, you send them a picture of the giraffe. I don't know. And there's just yeah. things like that. It's like tying it back your, your other future conversations, tying back to what you guys talked about on the date. Yeah, thanks for that. That that makes a whole lot of sense. And I love that. Um, I love your your whole method of, uh, you know, trying to find matchmakers and everything you've kind of like discussed today, because it's, um, it, it just involves so much critical thinking, reflectiveness, patience as well. Um, and I, I, that all I feel like makes for like the perfect, the perfect match. And I think that's what everybody wants at the end of the day. It's just the the methods that we're kind of going about it, I guess mm -hmm. you'd say. Right. Which, um, which makes sense. I, I hope everyone who, who is listening to can kind of take this and kind of like consider a matchmaker because it goes, it definitely goes a long way. It's so much more quality than dating apps. Almost, I guess, kind of like, you know, when you get set up from a, by a friend, you know, usually that dates a little bit high, higher quality than Great. It's a referral. But you're just an absolute pro at it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, it's like being a pro, um, it's a referral, you know? Yeah. Um, so thanks for all of your, uh, your, your thoughts, April. I, I definitely appreciate you guys coming on. Um, luxury matchmaking for everyone who is listening, um, also known as Luma, L-U-M-A. Um, if you guys are ever interested in, uh, in this service, especially around Valentine's Day, I would say, is this your busy time of year, by the way? It is. Yep. It people in after Valentine's Day, I think people, uh, well, after New Year's resolutions, because people do want to make it a priority. And then, of course, after Valentine's, because again, people realize, well, it's time to make this a priority. <laughs> so I feel like Valentine's Day ends the dating new year and it will, it starts the dating new year. You know, it's kind of like um, <laughs> December 31st, but for dating mm -hmm. to where as soon as February 15th comes around, people are like, all right, I got to start getting serious about this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's been for people that live in a colder climate, it's been a long cold winter and oh, yeah. they are ready to find their person. Yep, they're ready for spring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for having me.
yeah thank you uh so much april i wish you the best of luck um you are such a good human for doing this for everyone because i feel like it's it's an underrated service but it's so valuable and you know the world just needs more love so i think uh you matching people up there is uh is just such an amazing thing awesome well thanks again for having me it's been a pleasure yes and hopefully i'll talk to you down the line uh april and we'll, we'll catch up and see how many more matches you uh you put together yeah, awesome. And if anyone wants to join, they can just go to lumasearch.com. It's L-U-M-A-S-E-A-R-C-H.com, Lumasearch, and fill out the profile form and then set up a time to meet with a matchmaker. So they can either join to be in the database or also a client as well. So, and that's you too, if you're single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see my, my name pop up. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks, April. Thank you. Take care. We start.